you see the picture on Discord of my microphone? No. Oh, I mounted it. I know you said that, but it's so nice. Oh yeah, there we go. That's buck wild. That that is so pro profesh. I I'm not, know. I'm I'm eras back. I'm I still have the the microphone on the desk. Um, that takes up. I, that's another. That takes up valuable it takes space. Up, yeah, it takes up too much space. You're right. I wish. I mean, in the future, you'd think that it's like it's 2019, and soon it'll be 2020, and you'd think that all of the things that take up space would be like wall-mounted or floating by now. I know we're we're a little far away from things just hovering in space, but it'd be nice if you know. Imagine like a declutter, like the like a declutter for the room. I mean, it would maybe it would get cluttery where, but where everything kind of floated. And you could just pull something closer to you or, or push it away, you know, that'd be amazing, right? That's the way it is, That's right? Everything is sort of just like on these hovering platforms. Yes, on these and little hovering and, platforms. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And you could about. also just say like, Okay, um, Goosebows, because that's the new platform. Google is dead. Hey, Jubum. So there's only Goosebows. Hey, Jubay. So, so you say, okay, Goosebows, summon me the cheese platter. And the floating, the floating I'll get right platform, on it, James. which houses the cheese, yeah. just brings it over to you because it's all, it's all hooked up into Goosebows. We can't do that for you. I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> uh, searching the internet for getting the cheese bows. Yeah, so... But in the what, future, are you, yeah, what are you doing? Are you click clacking? All right, no more click clacking. I wasn't sure if you could hear yeah, me. I'm I can, trying I can to hear figure you out. Can you hear this? Oh, it sounds like you're getting good. It sounds like you're doing yeah. big headshots. Yeah, except headshots are more of a uh, more of a mouse situation than a uh, keyboard situation. Tell that to the people who make commercials. Hmm. I assume that they don't know this because they don't understand what. They, they have to put yeah i'm just talking about commercials where you know people are playing on a uh controller and then they're moving around the controller as if it had some sort of gyroscope in it and it's just an xbox controller and they're playing oh, you mean like they're turn they're turning their hand yeah they're turning their hand like as if like to get a better angle at shooting someone they need to like hold the 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 controller out like it's simba from the lion king yeah so you know, everyone kind of realized that was stupid, and the PS4 came along with its gyroscopic controllers, and now we're the idiots. Now, yeah, yeah, I know. Now, now it's actually in vogue again. Now that now, now you put a commercial out that now you put a commercial with someone's just sitting down playing a video game, and they're like, "What are they doing? What era? Why aren't is this? they turning their hands? Why aren't they turning their hands? <laughs> Why aren't Why? they getting their? They're phone not even. They're not even in the game. <laughs> they're on voice chat, but they don't have their phone hooked up to the Nintendo app. I know, right? Kirby, this is uh, the WTDG podcast for the week of March 3rd. I know. It's been a minute. Uh, that other that the other one didn't get come up for a while. That's that's on me, apparently. It's live now, and uh, here we are. This is a, a, a post-Apex, post-Anthem world on the cusp of Devil May Cry 5, on the cusp of Path of Exile Synthesis, on the cusp of Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. March uh, is, is it? looking is it? pretty crazy. Uh, well, I, and the Division. And the Division, too. So, and and Ape, and also Apex Season Ubisoft 1. Ubisoft is looking to finally figure out this loot shooter genre. They're going to do it this time. 
I'd like to see someone get it right the first time. Yeah, it's amazing that it's it's amazing that that I definitely had the thought playing Anthem like why are loot shooters the new fighting games where companies build in issues and then you and then you have to and then all the time they spend trying to fix like Ken's hair glitching through his trap muscles uh you 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 know you get away from that and it's like then they got to fit they got to spend time fixing that while they're not spending time adding new things or then they add new things but they still haven't fixed the fact that ken's bananas fall through all through his body like come on guys yeah i don't know so uh i signed up for what is it origin premiere so that i could play anthem is that what we're talking about some some apex coins which was kind of cool uh, so I paid $15 to check out Anthem, and I was not impressed. But you, you're all in on Anthem. Senior editor Ryan uh, Ryan O'Patrick McKirby weighs in with the thoughts of someone who bought the premium, not the premium premium, not the, uh, what is it, the Flesh of Dawn or whatever. Uh, that's not that's definitely not what it's called. Uh, but the, the uh, actual uh, full retail Anthem, um i don't yeah, i have the legion of dawn edition that's what i have is that the regular one the 15 dollars. i don't know i think it's the full that's the full because there's there's another one there there's like a there's like an 80 dollar one i thought that was the flesh of dawn but i'll have to look that up for you but um yeah legion of dawn that's the one that you you can get with origin premiere that's the fully fleshed out one all right 15 dollars you know yeah. Um, so Anthem's out, and I, you know, I know you said you didn't want a lot of Anthem, and I, I understand. That was a weird release, right? I understand was- why. I mean, it's. A, I think. I think what what got me to buy Anthem was that uh, on the day that it came out originally, and this is an early access, and I, I hate this whole thing. I, is a I hate the concept of someone like calling it early weeks. access to when you buy the real game. Like you, you're putting down money to buy the real game more than other people spend, and then they use that time when the game was broken, when people spend the most money on it, to say, well, uh, yeah, or at least the com- I don't even think this was like EA or Bioware as much as the community, uh, just being apologist and being and saying, well, there's going to be a day one patch, and it's like, okay, well, we're we are day one. This isn't negative day eight or whatever. This Game's is day out. one. They, yeah, you, you can, can buy it. it. You can pay you, for it. You can yeah. pay a lot of money for it. And why why would those people get the worst version of the game? But regardless, um, so well, when that I, happens all the time with like founders packs nowadays too, right? I get. I don't know. Does it happen? Do, I mean, nothing quite happens to the level that Anthem is like. There, there, there is definitely, um, there are definitely games that come out, uh, broken, incomplete, uh, like feature incomplete, and you hope that, that they add stuff on the, you know, like in the, the months to come or whatever, the weeks to come, but, uh, nothing has been quite like Anthem and that it is just like, like it is a, a top down mess. Like the game is buggy, crashes all the time, has all these huge issues. Then there's ton then like the next layer of that onion is like all the quality of life stuff of like too many load screens, not able to access the inventory, not able to equip outside of, you know, the forge, all these other things. And then you get all the way down to like the meat of it where it's like, yeah, also on the core gameplay they need to do a lot of things and like make it a little bit more interesting and uh make the loop better. Uh, but I, but I, I got it because, um, it, yeah, it, this is, this is the question. Why? 
Uh, well, first of all, I, I was answering that uh, many moons ago. Yeah, it's kind of a research thing. It's definitely a um, a like curator. Th- uh, like the only way I could describe it is like uh, you have eaten everything at you know. I, so I've eaten every Oreo, right? Like I like trying the Oreos. So if they came out with like if they came out with like a um, like a lavender and uh, dirt and cinnamon flavor one, like a tree bark lavender one, it would be like that doesn't sound like a great concept for an Oreo flavor, but I guess I, I really want to know. And this is like a more premium version of that, of like you have to buy in for the six, like I bought in for the $60, but it was like, I really wanted to know what it felt like to play and what these issues were kind of similar to like Destiny 1. Yeah, so out of curiosity, why not just do the Origin Access? I don't know. Um, I didn't know that, I, I, I guess some of that is like, I didn't know that that extended to after it released. Uh, some of it is like, like I, I'm half interested in the uh, progression of of Anthem. Like maybe uh, over time, it does get interesting. It does the the typical loot shooter, like you know, forget it now, and then in six months we're going to be talking. Well, they really fixed a lot in Anthem, and then you get back for like a week of a new patch, and then you forget again that it exists. But uh, uh, I just I it, 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 there was a lot of things. It was just like I was really interested to play it and to experience some of the issues i think it's like a it's definitely it like most people are already forgetting it exists yeah um which is fine that's that's probably the way that it should be uh it's definitely developing that like creepy entrenched core that happens with video games uh players that is like i don't get it i don't know why people like metacritic is silly that that they're saying that that this game is a 60 out of 100 when like all these other games are are worse see i'm pointing to you know fallout has bugs too and all this stuff and uh the you you basically have uh the subreddit devolve after everyone's complaining about things into now enough of those people who are complaining about things and want constructive criticism have moved away and then now you have the second version the second wave of people who just post screenshots of like wow this world is beautiful or say like these weird glowing reviews of like i'm a single dad with with 12 kids and i barely have any time but i put in 30 minutes yesterday into anthem and man bioware you did great and like yeah sure okay uh that's every game yeah but for for me it's it's really there's so many things and and you know people will compare this to vanilla destiny Vanilla Destiny, I mean, as an outsider looking in... It's incomparable. Because it's incomparable. Vanilla Destiny had all those weird weapons that you could chase after. And that's when, like, exotics were, like... At the beginning of Destiny 1, like, exotics were rare and they were crazy. Yeah. So you always had something to chase and you had the PvP, which was good. So even if the single-player content was, like, a little lacking... No, oh, no, and and you're saying that the single-player content is, like, lacking in any way as if it wasn't, like, a week after Destiny launched. They, they launched the Vault of Glass, which was, in my mind, like, it was the the pin it was the thing that that kept everyone going along of like if they're going to release another one of these then i'm hooked for the next 10 years like this is vault of glass is a singular thing i feel like even in destiny i don't know if anything is compared necessarily to vault of glass of just like the secrets the weirdness the first time that people were seeing this like very much uh, uh wow style raid with like boss concepts 
uh, thrown into this this like shooting game that had great gameplay. It was so weird. It was so bizarre. Um, and just like the aesthetics, this like eerie open world and floating stone tab uh, slabs and stuff like that, and all the different parts of it were just like very fascinating. Yeah, and, like, and Destiny Anthem has none had of this. Like, a pretty weird world too. It had yeah. like. When you go into Vaults of Glass, it's like nothing you've ever seen. Yeah, that's a, that's another. Th- that's what I'm saying. Is like even from like visually, from a, for visually from a gameplay perspective, I think it was the first time that it was definitely the first time that it was like this very uh, WoW style mechanic based puzzle based bosses and uh, like you know end game drops from that and seeing people who who had the chatter white shader and stuff like that and there was so much to chase and then there was there was like you know just back at the um at whatever the hub is that i can't think of anymore the tower the uh, tower uh it was like you How know you saw you? people you saw people and and you, there was there was so much to chase and it was stuff that that uh you know influenced your gameplay in a meaningful way like exotics or you know you wanted to get those exotics to go shoot people or you wanted to do more runs to outfit your people in vault of glass uh gear and stuff like that there was a lot to do um even though it was re- it, even though it was definitely repetitive uh you know there was there were more strikes. I think there were like six strikes. Uh, there was plenty of grinds. There was different uh, uh, the open world areas. Like the there was there was a lot more going on than Anthem certainly has because Anthem has like half that amount of strikes and then no raid if it even is a raid till uh, what March. Yeah, I feel like and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here as someone who's played more. But for me, Anthem feels very homogenized. It feels very safe. It, it, there's nothing about it that's like, okay, so outside of being like aesthetically pleasant, there's nothing that it's trying that's like interesting or like unique or new. Like the loot is homogenized. It's boring. Nothing does anything extreme. I don't know if there's legendaries or like exotics. There are legendaries. Or like- or like if those are like game changing, like game defining. A little bit, a little bit. Like, uh, like I, I'm half on the side of not wanting to say that, because because you'd be technically right if someone said like, oh, there are exotics kind of that change that, that work completely differently. Like, yes, there are. There are. Um, the final tier of loot is masterwork, and I think uh, I'm not even sure how this works exactly because I'm not even experiencing it because you have to really be playing like 80 plus hours to get to where this is but the final tier is like masterwork and then there's basically like a modified tier on top of that for legendary um and i think masterworks and legendaries have um like exotic basics basically is where like there's there's stuff like a like i don't know like a uh uh, machine gun for the Colossus that like gets uh, tighter aim wise as you fire. So there's like, so like there are uh, guns that will guns or abilities that that slightly change the way that they work in the past uh, uh, compared to the other ones because uh, the other things in the game are are like you said like there's I think like twelve abilities per the four um, types of uh, javelin which is like yeah. the suits and you are getting the same ones over again throughout the game so when you get to like masterwork i guess in like legendary there's a chance to drop them that have like slight actual gameplay variation rather not com- i mean it's nothing like like thorn or Hawkmoon or 
stuff like that. Yeah, they would like or would ja- like, or Yallerhorn. The alleged best weapon in the game is a is a heavy pistol that is when you hover in the air, increase your weapon damage by two hundred percent. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff. That, like, it, I, I feel like it's more. Um, it's more stat kind like for for the fact that the game which is another which is like every aspect of this game is interesting talking about if it hasn't been already talked to death elsewhere is that for a game that like really deals in stats in like uh percentage uh minus or plus onto stats they're all invisible like yeah like stuff like that is insane that you can't just look at like what is my damage and how is this modifying it and what is my base health at right now like so simple stuff like that like what is my health yeah. what is my shield what are the numbers and then if i put on this piece of gear that says 25 health or this piece of gear that says 30 percent uh, shield like what is better what is right now for my gear is 25 percent health more health or 30 percent shield because i don't know challenge. i don't yeah. know if, that it, if was there's the numbers that diablo did really well that, that I don't think any other game has really emulated in the same way. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the gameplay loop of Anthem? Yeah, uh, I can talk a lot about uh, Anthem. I, I mean... You can just tell me a little bit about it. Uh, the gameplay loop is, like, I guess it is like Diablo, which is, like, that's what people compare it to and, like, try to at this point more than Destiny, because I think that, like, it's easier to compare it to Diablo pre-reaper of souls and loot point 2.0 than it is destiny because it sure looks ugly if you compare it to destiny like destiny one it looks ugly if you compare it to destiny one um but uh you are in this really boring world for tarsus there's so many funny uh, the things that i would almost want to say are not even the things that like people have beaten to death but some of the newer <laughs> hilarious crazy shit that they've added like for example fort tarsus is this hub world it's boring as fuck and all you do is walk around in it slowly to get missions which is annoying and then you have to walk physically back to the javelin to launch like the next mission um, and it felt really dead because there's basically no sound and there's no one really organically interacting or even moving. Yeah. Um, so Bioware patched in people moving. So now, like, it was weird to, like, get an update and then start, like, whoa, there's people walking around Tarsus. But they just have, like, NPCs walking around bumping into each other <laughs> in Fort Tarsus. And then I, I watched someone, uh, a gif of someone who, like bumped into an npc but the npc took priority and then pushed them into a corner and they couldn't get out of the marketplace so Uh, is that the gameplay loop yeah so you do that you get a contract or whatever then you get then you load into the open world uh or a mission or something in the open world and then here's the exact gameplay loop uh every single time without fail they tell uh, a character says, "Okay, so we got to do this thing. We have this idea where uh, we, we have this mission where we have to go save a freelancer from getting eaten by bugs. So you fly over there and then you shoot some things. Uh, you either shoot some things, collect some things, or uh, play a uh, hot and cold game where you look around an area and look at a little radar that points you in the direction of another thing that you can also collect." So you do that, and then after you're done with that, uh, without fail, the the NPC says one of, like, two lines, and that is, like, well, now that I have your attention, there's this other thing, or, like, or like completely unrelated, like, Scars have set up a base over the camp, over the, uh, the mountain. You should be able to, you should be able to clear them out while we're out there. Like, it's, like, so weird that 
that like gameplay wise they don't even have like good narrative reasons for doing any of this they just they just tell you like like oh unrelated while you're out here can you try and track down three of these or or oh yeah you got to save these people or something like that and then after that you uh, uh you if you get any gear you can't even look at it it just tells you you got blues or greens yeah. or whatever and then and at the end of the change weapons like can't change weapons or gears or anything and then uh abilities and then uh you at the end of the mission it you know, gives you a screen that says you got experience and here's what you got and that's it yeah and so then you go back to four like, tosses yeah in, in that way it almost reminds me of like the setup of a monster hunter well it is like it is like diablo with like getting these things and having to um identify yeah, but them in diablo you get that thing that drops like the like you just get the drop and you're like holy shit yeah like you know that it's something like special is you kill a wizard on the moon you know? No, you don't, because you, I mean, you know the item rarities, so so you would be excited just to see, like, I got a Masterwork, the orange tier, or I got a yellow, which is legendary, or for Have me at this... Have you gotten any of those? No, no, because it takes so long to do that. Like, I'm in, I'm at level uh, 22 or something, and I beat the game. Uh, what's the, and what's the cap, 30? 30, and, oh, uh, and uh, it is very Destiny. Um, it's like, it's like a Destiny's ugly brother but now destiny's child but now they're trying to say like no we weren't doing destiny we were doing diablo like we weren't doing broken version of destiny one we were doing broken version of diablo pre-reaper of souls obviously guys like the but i'm not getting anything like that um it's just a slow like you you know go from your whites to your greens to your blues and then eventually now i'm getting purple sprinkled in there and hopefully yeah how are the weapons? How are the They're guns? terrible. Are they oh. different? Are they they're terrible. Terrible. Um, yeah, they're awful. Uh, the guns in this game are terrible. It's as like to the the fact that people call it a looter shooter, which I think they should just call it a loot shooter because looter shooter sounds horrible, but everyone seems to call it that. Um, the fact that people call it that, I it, I think is comical because it's not even remotely close to being good at that even if you even if you like aspects of the game like you'd have to like it and say well it's a iron man game yeah like you know you can say what you will about like borderlands like in terms of like style and aesthetics but they nailed loot in a way that like very few other games had where their legendaries were like absolutely insane they had like three different tiers of just legendary weapons every weapon that you picked up could be special just because it was like randomly generated and i have no reason why nobody's tried this again why i don't think it would work in i mean it could work in a like and it couldn't work in destiny because destiny's got pve but but yeah like i mean the 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 crazy got pvp but but anthem like why yeah why not like there it's only pve why like i i mean it's the same i guess it's the same answer for any other question in anthem like it was rushed out the door and it's an incomplete product because if they were if you were doing this right you would go insane you would go like why wouldn't there be these big ass like build defining like completely changes the way it works types of guns and abilities Instead of just like uh, stat variations, because uh, because as, as, as you go up these these tiers, uh, there you see the same twelve weapons or so in the game. There's like 
you know, a, there'll be like, an, like, there's like three assault rifles or whatever. And it's like, there's the one fast firing one that, that has low impact. And then you have the mid tier one that's mid mid. And then you have the one that's slow firing, high impact, kind of like that. Like, but it never changes. Like there's no variation from tier to tier. They call them, they're the same thing. It's just a, like a rare, there's, you get an uncommon hammerhead and then you get a rare hammerhead and the stats go up and but it's, it fires and works the same way there's nothing different until you get to like masterworks and that's where uh i think they can there that's when they can allow to like the roles for like um it's funny because it's glitched out in some of the cases they're like uh stacks zero percent damage as you're flying times zero times like stuff like that is in the game um so like i guess then you can start getting some interesting stuff but i, I haven't seen a piece of gear that that i would say is like whoa that is like bonkers like the like whoa the a, a uh explosive assault rifle like or something i think there is something like that but i don't know any 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 kind of creative gear really isn't in the game it it does it feels that it feels at that it feels at uh being interested in in getting the new loot because the new loot is neither different than the past loot nor is it even aesthetically different, which I think is a, a next level of baffling, is that all the guns look exactly the same. Even the highest tier guns are the exact same model, just colored differently. So, like, the white versions will be, like, the rusted versions, and then up to, like, the masterwork is, like, the exact same model, but it's, like, painted nicely. Yeah. I, I, I you know... I don't even know what to say. The other weird part that we haven't really discussed yet. The other weird part, as if there's not another weird part after that and after that. that This is a Bioware game, right? Yeah, it's not that weird because they're terrible uh, now. And and, and if if there was any uh, question about Bioware as a developer, I hope that Anthem puts it to rest. Like, they're not good. They are not a good developer. Any talent they had is past that. You're thinking of past Bioware. This is not... When you think of Bioware, don't think of like, oh, they can make a Mass Effect 1 or 2 again. Think that if they put out another game in the next couple years, that, oh, they made Andromeda and they made Anthem. Two, like, buggy mess fests that were radically incomplete and shipped as, like, a basically pre-pre-alpha. Any other... What else did you want to say on Anthem? Anything else? I don't know. It is a bummer because, like, the, 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 I, I think the reason why people get attached to these games is because they do one or two things, like, amazing, and then they see what else could be there. And I get it. Like, with Anthem, the movement is so fun. There's nothing, like, like when you're moving well around this world, when you're able to just leap into the air and then thruster boost off into the air and then, like, float around and throw lightning from your hands and stuff like it sounds great like it does get closer to a little bit to uh what i would want out of like destiny a little bit where i would want there to be more class different differentiation like the the classes feel much more unique and uh the movement is fantastic and I'm, i'm always like a big fan of movement like that is like what makes me enjoy or stick with a lot of games like i like dragon ball fighters in a in a weird related way because the movement is insane like like there's there's so much like you can teleport behind someone you can fly to someone like there's so much good movement and this game has a similar thing where just the ability to just take off and fly is great but every and i understand why people see that and think like 
this is this feels so satisfying to move around and sometimes to play and i want there to be a future but like it, it is it's so far behind and it's a it's a huge bummer because i i don't see this getting better because it it, it reminds me of like destiny one where if you release with so many problems then they're going to spend so much time trying to get out ahead of those problems like you have the cho- like they have a choice as like a developer like how much time do you spend fixing the bugs or cutting the load times down or adding an inventory screen or making it so that you can get loot on the fly or making these loots in- loot interesting and then all those things are like existing problems and then you have the problem of like what's the future how do you give them more content right now when it's a buggy mess and most of the stuff is terrible so it's like it's hard because it's like it, it purports to be a live service game and it's like yeah they can definitely it is a live service game they'll release more things in the future but how are they ever going to get out of the like you if you don't fix the bugs now then it's a, it doesn't make the game more recommendable if the game just doesn't have bugs because then it's still a flimsy game and the loot still sucks and there's no chase and there's no end game but if they released the end game stuff and get more fun stuff to chase then like i hope you figure out how to fix all these bugs that make it so that the game is constantly crashing uh, like I, for for like what is supposedly you know you said before it's bioware like for a triple a developer like the amount of uh actually like game breaking issues i've encountered is every single time i sit down uh i was playing a little bit earlier and i had a complete sound bug where the sound didn't stop working um i've had missions where like i can't progress in the mission i've had uh plenty of, i've had multiple times where like hordes of enemies are supposed to spawn but the game isn't spawning the hordes so you All just right. sit on a spot there's a good chance that the division comes out on March 15th and just blows this game out of the water, right? Oh, yeah. I, I was watching a little bit of the Division uh, yesterday of, like, streamers playing it, and it, and, it, and it kind of made me appreciate certain things about the original Division. It's like, um, I, what I was from what I was watching, the... The Dark Zone was really cool. The Dark Zone is a very cool concept, yes. I, I mean, I, I have, like, gripes with the Division, and I have gripes going into this game because it's more of the Division. Um, I think that first person is weirdly enough better in these games you th- in loot i i might disagree with you you, you would think that I, I i would think that but like so here's the trade-off and i think this is an interesting this is this is something i've been thinking about if you have a third person loot game i think that cert- third person shooters uh lack a sort of like gun diversity or a gun like feeling like a visceral aspect to them because you're not up next to the gun destiny has this thing where like when you get a new gun you can feel the difference like recoil the sound of it the look of it when it's like when you when you shoot it like like up close and personal with enemies like the way they react i think you get a far more satisfying uh, moment to moment and then the problem of course is that if it's a loot game the like armor. you don't yeah. see yourself like you're you don't see yourself 
And then the trade-off there is that if it is third person, then yeah, you get to see yourself. But it reminds me of like Lost Planet or something. Like, like I, I remember liking Lost Planet, but every gun felt the same. And it, and it's kind of similar. Like, like Division. I never got a gun that like feels satisfying because like your camera and your sound is moved away from that, and you're not like looking at like the vi- the visual like recoil or the muzzle burst or any of these like close aspects. You're kind of just like like you can tra- kind of just hear the the rate at which a gun fires. Like it's either a pistol and you and you get that really unsatisfying like popping or it's a machine gun and it's like a quicker popping like does does this make any sense? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Is like I, there's I don't know that I entirely a- agree with you. I mean, I maybe I didn't spend enough time in the division, but I felt like there were some pretty different feeling guns. Like I remember that like there were some heavy pistols that felt like different from like the three round burst stuff and the shotguns and I mean, but but you almost like explained right now, like what, like I think that Des- Destiny, for example, has different feels to like there is the, between Destiny's version of like the way that you know Anthem I was just saying does it because Destiny Destiny has similar things where it's like the slow auto rifle is slow and hits harder, and then the fast auto rifle is faster and hits like weaker and has a better has a bigger spread but in destiny you feel that difference in destiny like in pvp that kind of stuff is like make it or break it whether or not you like feel whether or not you're the kind of player that wants to be a little bit closer and like spray or you want that like and like soros regime for example is a good example is of how different those guns can feel whereas in in division you're you're kind of just like the only thing you can say is like is like the rates at which they fire. I don't know it's that like, we there's got not a feel. like I don't know that we got deep enough in into the division to say because I don't remember getting any of the uh, highest tier items. I don't remember them. I don't remember at the time of like reading anything that was. Yeah. They were kind. Of, it was kind of uh, anthem problems where a lot, about, where a lot of the highest tier items were just like stat changes. The thing about than, Ubisoft is I sort of trust them more to iterate than I do other companies. Oh yeah, they've been building up a brand, right? Like they they are they it, you like with the, the the scary thing with Anthem is that with the division coming out afterwards, then you're already going to have a natural progression of players that move from the new thing to the next thing. But uh EA is quick to kill off their games if they're yeah. not successful and Ubisoft is like weirdly staunch like in almost a company negative for for like like an investor negative kind of thing is like they'll launch something like promising and good and then work on that for years to come and never give up on it for honor yeah like for honor like like it still gets like updates people love siege still yeah, Rainbow Six Siege being like an amazing, probably Rainbow Six Siege probably being like the one true example of a live game, right? Of a, of a game that was sixty dollars and is a live game. I I don't think that they're even. I can't name another sixty dollar game that really came up as a service. Maybe GTA Five, but uh, people aren't so enamored with that. Yeah. But I, but I do trust that Ubisoft will do stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, the 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 game looks pretty good. I, I think that uh, some of my issues are just more like division. Like you look like 
like the, I don't I don't think the gear is all that interesting. So like I I think the I would rather I, I see, this is how I I understand people playing Anthem so much is like I would rather look like a cool javelin thing and fly around and boost than be like a man in a hoodie running around with like a backpack and like a machine gun. Uh, I don't think that the gear is that interesting in the division, so I don't think that the trade-off is worth it to not be uh, a first-person game because I don't really care that much how I look. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's it, the the game itself though looks beautiful, and and, yeah, it, and it does. They do a better job of like doing those like missions, like be like the, I remember Division ha- was like incredible the way that they did their instances. Like yeah, the- they they had really great. Uh, also, just the the world was so cool. Like maybe it's it just because I'm a New Yorker, yeah. but like going through like popular places in New York was like awesome. Seeing how and- they screwed with them, and and uh, like this is they do such a good job in the division with uh, playing with these like uncomfortable. Like you're in a hotel and it's a shootout, and there's like different tiers to that hotel so you have people firing down like they, they it's so interesting the Good way that verticality. they're yeah they're it's so interesting the way that they're able to use these different things like an apartment building or something where it's closer range and uh or, or like you you know you, like i just said big hotels yeah. museums and stuff where all of this would like actually play into the like line of sight and how big these battles can be uh so th- th- those kind of things are really interesting um, and the new game has a, a really different color palette where it's it's very green and bright in, in ways that the Division wasn't because the original Division... Well, that's a very cool person. The original Division was very, like, stark and gray. And it yeah, was blue and white. Because it was like, it was like uh, you know, snowy New York. And snowy New York, like, already is, if you're doing it right, is very samey looking. Yeah, this one like feels based on what I've seen a little bit more post-apocalyptic, but not in like the fallout way, but like an immediate post-apocalyptic or even just apocalyptic, right? Where yeah. it's in the middle of of society falling apart. Yeah. Whereas whereas uh, it's kind of interesting cuz like New York has already half falling apart at all times, right? Like if you if you sure. go if you go into the subway of of uh new york then you would be you would actually possibly think you're playing a division map because there's just garbage things are broken down there's graffiti everywhere it kind of is already halfway there like it's not honestly yeah with all the rats that live on my street you could mistake where i live for the plague times yeah i know um so that yeah like it's interesting i i hope that i hope that this game i have more hope for the division i guess the challenge with the division too is that it comes out a week after path of exile yeah and those occupy very similar spaces they do um hmm. i mean for for me i might be more i might lean towards like i'll definitely play path but i might lean towards the division as having like better end game content like path has a lot of end game content but better end game content wow yeah i mean and and take that with a grain of salt because of course i say that as someone who hasn't done like the deepest stuff but a lot of it, a lot of path of exile like when i get to the end game is when i'm more frustrated is like i hit, i'm hitting more roadblocks i'm not necessarily like like 
the fun aspect of Path to Exile is like progressing and being like this giant, they're just like like zipping around the map and killing a billion things. So like when it, the game starts to get too hard to progress and uh, I, I'm doing I worse. feel like maybe you'd have a little bit of a different philosophy if you'd played the latest league because of the way that all I did of play the latest league and I'm still playing the latest uh, league to, to the end game. Yeah, because I've, uh, so I, then but I feel like with the incursions and with delve and with like there's all these different ways of progressing through the game. Yeah, but I don't get anything. That's like one of the big problems is like I need to actually like I'm at the point that I that I feel like I usually quit at now when I need to start just saving currency to buy to go onto path of exile trade and to optimize my stats um because like i'm not i'm like just too squishy i need like expensive things like i need a good six link and stuff like that to progress i i wonder where it is that it falls apart for you because i i feel like i used to have this problem and i don't have it anymore See, so, but there and there's a difference though. Is like at least if I played the division, like you would get to a later game content and be getting stuff for yourself to get yourself excited. Whereas with Path, I you get currency to get better things, and until you get good enough currency or far enough to be able to actually craft yeah, end game things. That's oh, this actually reminds me of late game Disgaea where late game Disgaea stops being about uh, the build of your character and starts being about like this macro economical simulator, almost like a, in, in a weird way, Disgaea becomes like a clicker and Path of Exile becomes a game about playing an economic system of like, how do I generate the most returns based on what I can currently do? So it is, it's definitely different. And, and I could see why uh, you would argue that the division might have a different end game. I would well, be different and better. If, like, if I, the division I, has you collecting like uh, the different quarters from the 50 states. Yeah. Uh, and, and once you have all the quarters from the 50 states, you could trade them in for a hat that gives you night vision. I wonder if the division two takes place in like our reality. Like is Trump president? during this or or is the reason why washington's in flames is because trump is president um i imagine it's the same as the division one which was the uh the the weird money virus right well i, I wonder if um if i can if the the trump hotel is there and i can go in and just you know lob a bunch of incendiary grenades so you know the weird thing that we didn't discuss about anthem yet is that the way that it released with Apex Legends, my guess is that they were they released Apex Legends when and how they did. Thinking that Anthem people, was a game? To get people onto Origin. Oh. Right? So that people would be inundated with the Origin platform, and then they would say, oh, yeah, that other game that's supposed to be big is coming out. That's not a bad, but it's funny the way it worked out. It is funny. Is uh, Maybe it's not. It is funny and, and sad in a way. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends still. Like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like, that is the main thing I am doing. And I'm, I'm starting to take it seriously to the point where... You're training I, I'm trying to get better at, at shooters, right? This is a LaCroix so, opening. So I, I'm changing the way that I sit, where, like, I adjusted my chair 
Um, I've adjusted my mouse settings because I realized like my DPI is really high. I, I came into shooters with the misconception that a higher DPI meant more accuracy. And a higher DPI, it turns out, is actually bad. Yeah, nobody because- says that. Nobody nobody says that a high like that's so funny. Because if you cause like even from my CSGO days, like the you play with like one point one uh like sensitivity. And so like, the reason is because on consoles, higher sensitivity is better. Because on consoles, you know, there's actually like a a limit to how far you can push a joystick to adjust your aim. So if you were able to actually like have a higher sensitivity and deal with it, that actually increased your ability to flick and to get shots on people. Also, I think you're I think you're saying it wrong because isn't it uh, DP? You want a high DPI mouse and then you want low sensitivity. No, you want low DPI. You want your DPI to be as low as you could tolerate. Most professional players, most mice, have settings for like 400, 800, 1600, and 3200 DPI. If you look up pro settings, every pro uses the lowest DPI possible. Uh, that's interesting, because I thought for CSGO, the, the recommended thing was get a really high DPI mouse and then turn the sensitivity down. I think you'd be surprised. That's not the way that it is anymore. It's actually the lowest DPI is is what people do that's weird i mean because as far as i know like it, it gets into like an interesting almost math or geometrical issue where the more the higher the dpi then the more dots per square inch that your your uh mouse it, that, like an optical mouse is registering as you're moving uh so if you have a really high dpi if you have a low dpi then you have less accuracy but a higher dpi is like more smooth but the issue is that the higher dpi is like registering more micro more hits more micro movements also like where, jitters and like yeah anything. jitters and stuff like that whereas the whereas the lower dpi like obviously wouldn't like you're thinking about it as like it's it's like graph paper it's like you're going from like big big square graph paper to uh miniature to like smaller squares uh so it's more finite it's more fine uh, the 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 like move the the mouse tracking, but the issue is that it makes the sensitivity high because it's tracking more movement. Uh, so what you so what I had always thought is like you or what I had even heard from CS:GO is like you turn up the you get a DPI a high DPI for the mouse, which means that it's it enables more fine movement, and then you turn the sensitivity way down. So then you have like fine movement, uh, coupled with like better control. Yeah, but but apparently just like I was watching Shroud and, and, you know, people are like, how do you how do I get better at shooting? And, and essentially he just said, take uh, the lowest sensitivity that you can have and make it three times lower and then just get used to that and you'll be way better at shooting. So I, I cut my DPI in half and kept the same sensitivity as everything like i i have my sensitivity like way down by the way i think the default at apex is five and i'm at a 1.5 and then i cut my dpi from 1600 to 800 and my accuracy went up by 30 percent so i had 45 percent accuracy uh and then my my accuracy went up to 60 percent on on tracking exercises just by cutting my dpi in half hmm uh, and yeah, so also with that said, I've been playing aim trainers 
So there are two different ones that I've been looking at. One of them, uh, Galloway recommended, friend of the show, Ryan Galloway. Thank you, Ryan Galloway, crying for the use of music. We use the intro and outro revive off the new album, Young Fleeting Gales. You can find them at the Rump River Bandcamp. Uh, one of them is AimLab, and essentially what that is, is is it uses like modeling, where as you shoot, it realizes the mistakes that you make. So it'll be like, whenever a target is below you, you're more likely to miss. So then it will sort of tailor your practices around that and that's give you targets that are lower. Yeah. So that's one of them that is free, and it's an early access. Uh, but, but the more popular one that I've been playing is Kovacs. And the thing that's cool about Kovacs is that people, uh, it's built using the Steam Workshop where people can make uh, their own like training scenarios and they can also like create gun and, guns and ballistic models. So people have emulated some of the weapons that are in Apex Legends. So you can actually get into ranges where you could practice with like the longbow or the wingman or the 301. Uh, so that's pretty cool, and that's what I've been working on. And mostly, I've been working on flicks, which I'm pr- I'm pretty good at flicks at this point. But it's actually uh, tracking is is what I'm really bad at. So so that's essentially just like like following a moving target and keeping your aim on them. That's something that I I struggle a lot with. And the thing that I've sort of recently been figuring out is that when you're trying to track a target, the best thing that you can do is actually try to match their movements, sort of strafe alongside them to offset the the movement differential. Yeah. Those are, those are the kind of things where you definitely, if you get to, to having that be muscle memory, then you'll be better. And it's, it's been translating pretty well into apex. I'm, I'm hitting a lot more shots. I'm doing a lot more crazy shots. Like yesterday, uh, I was fighting someone who jumped off a cliff and I jumped off a cliff with him and no scoped him with a, with a longbow. And I was just like, I wonder if I could have done that a few days ago. So it's been pretty neat. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of apex. Um, I was really expecting that battle pass to come out because shroud had actually hinted at it. Uh, they, they had done this thing where it was like, this week at respawn and they were showing all these images of the studio and a lot of people were picking up like clues that they thought would be related to a release, a release date of March 1st where it's like, Oh, look at the audio dials. One of them is set to three and one of them is set to one. Uh, this must be a hint. And they were like showing off the respawn logo. And I don't know if you've seen the respawn logo, but it's like three dots next to one dot. So people were like, Oh, March 1st release date. But it didn't yeah, it's, happen. It's uh, the Braille for R. Yeah, but it didn't happen. So that's a bummer. I hope it comes out soon. I imagine that they just release it, announce it, and release it in the same day. Apparently, I just looked at something that said that that like the Octane leak was real, and that they're saying that it's March twelfth. Okay. Uh, it, it feels a little slow. Like the it doesn't feel like Respawn has been as reactive for like it. It, it kind of bugs me out because I like. Uh, I love Apex Legends, and I just wish that they treated it more like the way that I see Fortnite getting treated. Where yeah, uh, where Fortnite e- already e- put like a respawn thing in, where they're e- Epic, like already like, ripping off Apex yeah. Legends. Uh, Epic knew like what they had right away. I think and that's they, the thing is that they leaned into it. They are not prepared for this. They weren't expecting it to be as big as it was. You can always be hopeful, right? But I don't think that anybody. 
I mean, nobody even knew Apex Legends existed a month ago. So, you know, no way in hell did anyone know that it would be like as successful as it is. Regularly more viewership over over Fortnite. Fortnite season eight just began. So there's a lot of people watching Fortnite and some of the biggest streamers like Ninja and Lupo are still playing Apex Legends every day despite the new season of Fortnite. Yeah, I, I just wish that they were more reactive with it. Like, I, I do wish that there was... It feels like, even if they didn't know that it was going to be big, if, it feels kind of strange to, like, launch this game and within the first month have, like, a new gun and that's kind of it. Maybe they're just ramping up for something big. Like, I, that's all that I... That's all that I could think of is just that maybe the battle pass is actually bigger than you thought i mean yeah it just seems like faster than anybody expected right maybe i mean that's the the hope right um i hope we get it seems like from my wildest dreams what will happen in the in this entire month is like battle pass releases and it gives us progression stuff and that's kind of it and then there's new two new characters like octane and whatever the other one was I think Octane comes out with the Battle Pass, like full stop, same day Octane releases. That's what they were saying, then, is that he'll release yeah. on or before, and that he's like the uh, mascot of it. Yeah. But I also imagine that we get a second uh, champion in the same uh, season. I hope so. Um, something, I don't know. Uh, it's funny that, that they have Claptraps, and then now they're doing the uh, Raiders from Borderlands. Yeah, a masked like psychopath guy. Yeah, Um, new guns are exciting. Like I I do think that that uh, champions are cool. But but I will say that just like the battle pass progression is the only thing that I really feel like I need right now, because I am happy with the current roster. Obviously, a bigger roster is always better. But I I actually just got my first my first win on every champion. Awesome. Now one with every character. Uh, and now I'm trying to figure out like who is it that I want to just continue playing, and it's it's between Pathfinder and Bloodhound. Yeah, I don't think you need to necessarily choose. That's true, but how am I going to get a giant banner with a thousand kills? How are people going to respect me if they see me on their team, and I don't have uh, sixty nine hundred kills? It's not about getting respect. It's about coming up from behind. It's about being surprisingly good. Uh, just like Apex is. Yeah. Also, that's another thing. So I don't think that this game would have been half as successful if they didn't release out of the blue, right? Because yeah. they didn't give a chance for people to naysay the fact that this is EA, that it's a free game that's going to be rife with microtransactions. Nobody had the chance to talk trash on Apex before it released. And I think that that really, you know, paid dividends for them. I mean, I think it's a free-to-play. It's a big thing. Like... Yeah, like launching a feature, basically feature complete game that is not even remotely as buggy as half the other games that come out uh, and making it and it's free to play and like PVP is a success is like definitely a recipe for success. Um, I'm glad it's working out. There's a lot of man, there's so much. March is crazy. Just like March in general seems nuts. Uh, Synthesis is really exciting. Uh I don't, I don't think we've talked about it at all yet, but Synthesis, the next Path of Exile League, was actually inspired by board games, uh, tile-laying games like Carcassonne, which is really cool because essentially 
what synthesis is, is you will encounter this sort of like, you know, fractured reality. And once you go through it, you collect a piece of it. And that piece is like a Carcassonne style tile that eventually you'll assemble into a dungeon that you can run to. And your goal sort of is that in, in the board, there are going to be spaces that are full of treasures. So you want to collect the tiles that are going to allow you to navigate through the dungeon to those reward zones. That's pretty cool. I, I, I want to see that. I think some of the new uh, uh, abilities look cooler than I feel like I've seen for a while. I really like the holy abilities. I was really liking this like holy... Not like conal, but slightly conal wave that you like throw out that that is small and then gets uh, progressively larger as it travels, yeah. like a fl- yeah, like a flame wall kind of thing. Um, yeah. There's a like a holy kamehameha, and there's like a holy skill for like it looks like a wild channeling, um, shoot out like lightning, like holy lightning. So those yeah. are cool. Uh, so- well, that holy lightning is actually part of the Kamehameha ability. Oh, really? It's built so in? So essentially what you do is you use that ability, and it's using the lightning and, and charging up the energy for the Kamehameha. And then you release it, and it shoots off the giant blast. Yeah, I want to do some. I definitely want to do something with those. Those look so uh, to me like the most interesting. This yeah. league, right? I so, don't really so know enough about cool, why yeah. you'd pick one or the other over the stats. I would have thought like... Yeah. I don't even know. Inquisitor is, uh, well, first off, Templar is in the right zone, and Inquisitor is Consecrated Ground, and a lot of the new abilities play off of Consecrated Ground. So that's going to be the real winner of this league. The the crazy thing about Path of Exile is that, like, you know, these new abilities release, the meta shifts, and a lot of the times classes don't get worse. It's just that people get excited about some of the new abilities. So, for example, like two leagues ago, there were, like, these big changes to... Uh, hero fans into the way totems work so a lot of people were playing hero fans and in the most recent league betrayal the amount of people playing hero fans went way 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 down and it wasn't because of nerves it's just that new abilities came out and people wanted to try out the new stuff so i think that we're going to see another meta shift this league where even though inquisitor was like one percent of people last season just because of the new abilities there's going to be like i don't know 20 to 25 percent of people playing inquisitors and that kind of stuff is always cool. That's like the the meta changes I appreciate. They also said that they're going to rebalance every spell in the game. And they're also going to be adding lots of benefits to self-casting. So there are going to be all sorts of new support skills that only work with self-casting. One of the ones that I think is the coolest is that there is now this support where as you're moving, your ability charges up. And that once you cast it, you release it and the ability casts itself like five times. So you'll have like fireball. And as you move around, you're building up charges for fireball. And then when you shoot it off, you shoot like five casts of it at once. And it it doesn't play five animations. It's one animation and five fireballs come out. That could be cool. That could be pretty neat. Uh, so looking forward to all the ways that they change self-casting because self-casting spells is like one of the things that I like doing the most. They said that next expansion is going to be a melee rework. It's also so crazy to play Path of Exile and then to play a game like Apex Legends or, or really like anything else because with Path of Exile, the, you know, the developers are communicating every single day. Like they're always on Reddit, they're always on their Discord and on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're answering questions nonstop. There's there's never anybody wondering about when things are coming. 
And with Apex, it's just like they say nothing. Yeah, which is weird because say, in the beginning I thought they said like, oh, we're going to do like a respawn daily check-in. They say, we can't tell you yet. And it's like, why? This is your game. Say something. But whatever. Yeah, my hope is that they're just, are they just living this out like the way that they, they're like, it worked so well and we just dropped it quickly. So let's just have everything done before we even do any trailers. Yeah, I mean, and and maybe that's the way it is. And and to be fair, I don't think that anybody's necessarily falling off of Apex Legends. So, although I, I will say that, and I didn't tell you this yet, the the game that I played where I got my final win uh, with Pathfinder, that was the last character I needed to uh, get a win on every character. Interesting. I I was solo queued, and my teammates were both hackers. Oh. They were two hackers playing together. Super obviously, like they dropped on separate parts of the map and they both killed like 15 people each. Uh, I I got taken out at one point, so I got to spectate and they were just like, you know, as soon as an enemy was in view, they were like lasered onto their head. Every shot they hit was on the head. And it really sucks to see hacking in, in any game because it makes you feel like you never know if somebody is hacking when they kill you and, and a lot of the times, most of the time they're not hacking, but the not knowing kills me just like the I don't know if I deserved to lose that because I now just have no idea if somebody is hacking or not. Yeah. I guess there's more subtle things like map or wall hacks, but, uh, the, like, yeah, the, the tracking or like aim bots are pretty obvious. So you, you never really have a question about that, but, it, it, it's another perspective is it's bummers like thinking about getting into a game and maybe doing very well for a while getting down to like the last two teams and the first you see of this hacker is like you know you played a bunch of time you played a bunch and you're like excited to go and then you just get like lasered down from across the map yeah and it's hard for a free game right like free games are really susceptible to it more yeah. life for ha- hacking because they just ban your EA account. It doesn't, you know, cost you anything to remake it. They're not doing like hardware bans or IP bans right now. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change. That's a huge. That's a huge mistake. Yeah. Because then, because so. then, there's no reason not to. Like you get it. Like you get banned, and then how much more time till you get banned again if you just start another EA account and get to do it? I just don't even like. I, at some point, I just like don't understand the mentality behind some of this. Like, I just don't understand. Maybe it's exciting to be playing the, the biggest game right now and to like get to play God mode for a little bit against other humans. But like, I don't understand what it gets you. Like you can't, you can't feel good about those wins. You don't get a, like the moments that, that make you excited about like getting better or, or being the winner because you guys deserved it or anything like that. Like there's no moment. Like everything is just you walking from space to space, like, like aimbotting people. Yeah. What does that do for you? For your, maybe for, they for feel your like, maybe they feel like they're training up their, their way to move around the map or their way to engage and not get like hit by three people at once. Because I imagine that's the only way that you kill a hacker, right? Is they have to make a big mistake, right? Like they have to put themselves out in the open where they just get killed, like get shot at by three people at the same time. Yeah. But it's like, I I can't imagine it feeling like very rewarding 
at least for very long, right? Also, they 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 had like the in, insane medals, right? Where it's like they they both had like the twenty kill medals, which I think, man, I I can't believe anybody getting twenty kills in this game and not getting paid to play it. Yeah, that's it's, for streamers and hackers. Yeah, it is a hard. It's a hard game to be good at. It really is. I can't even find twenty people on the map half the time. Yeah. You have to hot drop and find a weapon and just keep moving is really the thing. The thing that's so crazy about this game is the sound design is so good. And like the map is is it's not that so spread apart that you always hear all the fighting going on. And it's always the case that like we always run towards fire. I think everybody in the game just run towards gunfire when they hear it because everyone's looking to get into fights so it's really hard to like stay in a place kill a team and then not get jumped by somebody else and i kind of dig that i like that um but but i I imagine that like when you're hacking maybe that's a way that you would die it's just like making mistakes around that but probably not i mean if if i could then you know where the people are coming from yeah, I, if I could laser people down, then I would probably win every game, because most of the mistakes I not that's not fair, but I would say that I would win a lot more if I never missed a shot. Oh yeah, easy to say. <laughs> um, easy. Yeah. Apex is is great. It it is really cool to like play be playing such an incomplete game and such a like a mess like Anthem, and then look at Apex like how many good things that they did. Like, they didn't, like, it's not the biggest game right now because of those things surrounding it. Those things surrounding it boosted it, but it really is the biggest game now because, like, they made sliding feel so good and the guns feel so unique and good and, like, hop-ups are uh, uh, fantastic and interesting. Like, that, that for me, like, more than other things, I want to see more hop-ups. I want to see more guns like Havoc where you have, like, builds for them that, that make them work in different ways. I think that'd be really cool, like uh, like uh, like a select fire kind of for I don't know, like something like three hundred one to make it so that it's like it's more bullets but worse aim and stuff like that. So it's like a it turns it more into like an R ninety nine but higher damage and or or interesting stuff like the way that that havoc is uh, goes from being like either a uh, charge rifle to a non charge rifle to a uh, charge up beam. Yeah, and, and you know one of the other things that we haven't discussed yet is is monetization in Apex Legends. I I think that th- it's such a harder game to monetize than Fortnite or PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds because of the heroes, specifically because of the fact that when a, when you get a skin, that skin is for like a particular hero, so that kind of makes you feel like you know oh I only play this one character so. You know, 80% of the time, 90% of the time that I get a drop, it's going to be meaningless to me. Yeah. Uh, You know, with Fortnite, if you get a skin, you could just play that skin. You don't have to worry about it. You don't choose whether your character is like male or female. You equip a skin and then either that skin is male, that skin is female, whatever. So that's one thing. But I will say that the weapon camo is really cool. And that is something that I I don't think they do that in Fortnite. I don't know if they do it in PUBG, but I, I really like the weapon skins in in Apex Legends. I love the legendary skins. They feel like so cool. There there are like microtransactions that I'm like actively chasing 
like that peacekeeper skin that makes it look like old school is something I really want. Or like the Spitfire skin that makes it look like futuristic. But the actual hero skins, I think, are not great. Yeah, they're um, just not they're, they're just not they're, great. Some I don't think that's a hard have, thing to monetize. Like I just don't think the game overall like has a great aesthetic design uh for the heroes. Yeah. And 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 this goes back to like my like early problems of like I don't really care I don't have like an attachment to heroes. Like I don't feel like excited about uh playing another game as Bangalore or anything like that. So getting a skin doesn't really if you played Pathfinder, maybe you'd change your your tone because he is like so unique and fun to move around. But he's with. got that big hitbox. He does have that big hitbox. Yeah, I wonder if he'll feel a little better, or if I'll feel like I'm playing a better, different game when like that happens. When I play like Mirage, it feels almost. <laughs> I, I hate to say like balanced, but it feels like people are missing as many shots on me as I am on them. Yeah, I will say that Mirage has some really kick-ass skins. He has and good so skins. Bloodhound Wraith has a couple of cool ones. Uh, I like the Pathfinder ones. But there are some characters like Bangalore where it's just like, why even bother? With or, yeah, I think Lifelines kind of suck, too. Um, I've been playing Warframe. Oh, that's that is a game with some great monetization. Yeah. Uh, so what motivates you to play Warframe? Uh, Anthem. Isn't it so crazy how unique Warframe is yeah. for looking like all of these other games? Like... The, the monetization, like the diversity variety of like builds and and all the weapons are are so crazy unique. The the frames, which are essentially like classes or kits, you can you can liken a frame in Warframe to being kind of like an Apex Legends character. Yeah. Um so tell me about your time with it. I've actually played quite a bit more than you, but I'm interested in hearing your opinion. So far, I'm liking it. Definitely has, like, a probably one of the only successful, like, loot sh- loot shooters that has stuff to do in it and actual interesting loot, I guess. Um, uh, the, the, the game, like, plays well. It's, you know, fun to move around and stuff. I, it's hard to say anything about this game because it's so old. I haven't gotten to the new stuff. Like you said, like, they, they, they still update it a lot, and, they, and there's a very dedicated fan base, and it's going, you know, with no sign of stopping uh but then there was that like the big open world update and that's kind of what they're moving to so then there's this new update fortuna which is like on this like mining ship and it's a big another big open world edition but it's too late game for me to really experience that much stuff so i'm kind of back on the the missions just doing the early game stuff of like cleaning up the missions on earth and venus and mercury uh where you're just you know doing these different missions that are just like kill a ton of things or at least there's there's variety in them which is something that you can't really say about a lot of the other loot shooters where they just suffer too much of kill waves of enemies and like defend a point and then kill waves of enemies or kill a boss like at the very least it feels like there's different things like there's like these like hacking missions or finding a target and capturing them and uh there's there's a bunch of stuff it's hard to say. I'm too early, so like, I'm not that excited about like what I currently have. Uh, I did like build my first gun with a blueprint, which is like the Talik or something like that. It's like a okay, yeah. It's like a machine gun, like a rifle. Is it the one that shoots like the spines? It might. I don't know. It doesn't. It seem that interesting or different looking, but I think that that's the one that you could like. If I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's 
if it's the first gun or the second gun that you make, but you get a machine gun early on that you can pin people to walls with. No, it doesn't it do that. It out these long spines. It doesn't All do right. that. Well, soon you'll have that. Um, and you've been playing this on PC. Have you tried it on Switch? No, but I did download it on Switch, so I'll check that out. It's just weird because do I don't know. It, 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 does it play offline? Um, I don't know. So I don't Maybe know when not. I would be doing that anyway. It's like not like I would so be playing. It might not even be worth it. Yeah. Unless it's like you're... It depends on your situation because sometimes I'll be like, you know, Alyssa will be watching a movie and I want to sit with her on the couch, but maybe I want to play Warframe. So yeah. it's at least something that you could bring to your significant other. Yeah, I'll play it with my, like, I'll play it over my LTCP's house, but other than that, I don't know. Um, but maybe better on a on a on a Warframe on a PC just because the way that the you move around and like it's a pretty fast paced game. That maybe it's something, but I hear that it actually is running pretty well on the Switch now. It took a couple of optimization patches, but I hear that they're there. And yeah, you can do a, you can clone your progress, so it doesn't achieve parity, uh, but you can clone it. Oh, you you don't play on the same account. You have to. So essentially, yeah, you just make a a clone. You can clone your PC to your to your Switch, but there's oh, no. I thought like, I'd be able to like get stuff for my PC, like my overall account. That would be great. I don't know if that's something that they plan to do, but yeah, they've been talking about that in terms of like cross-play. So maybe that makes you a little bit less enthusiastic. That does make me a lot less enthusiastic. Did you get through Resident Evil? No. All right. I'm still doing a little bit of it. Um, But how about we wrap this up and play Apex? That sounds good. Uh, So that's the deal with games. You can find us online at WTDGpodcast.com dot com on itunes at what's the deal with games where you can rate comment subscribe to the show and on twitter at sign wtdg podcast for instant updates of when new shows go live thank you ryan gowan crying for the use of music we use the intro and outro off the old album beyond the fleeting gales you can find them at the run for Bandcamp. all right ryan send us home um you gotta give us the sign. Hey, Tenno. Um, or what? What? What is? What would they say? Um, while you're here, let's listen to the outro or something like that. I can't even think. Like, um, honestly, Ryan, it sounds like we just don't have it yet. Uh, something with Mozambique. Mozambique here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Mozambique here. End of the show here. End of the end of the show here. Just have a level loop, three. A, a smart pen. Yeah, there you go. That's that's almost something. End of the show here. Level three. All Thanks, right, I like it. Thank you.